Well, well, well. Congratulations. You have finally once again tuned in to Cowboys Talk, the Dallas Cowboys discussion segment of the Bear of Texas podcast. There's no need for me to introduce myself. You all know who I am, so let's not waste any more time. Let's get right to it. 40 to 0. From what I understand, the largest shutout win in Dallas Cowboys history. Well, that really says a lot, because according to ESPN's stats and information, it is indeed the largest shutout victory in Cowboys franchise history. 42-0. Now, a few of the listeners of this show who are part of Cowboys Nation have told me that while they love this show and they love my charisma, not so much my attitude at times, especially when it comes to criticizing the team, they do believe that I have a little bit to answer for from this particular game. Well, with all due respect, not so fast. Easy there, Cowboy, because let's ask ourselves this. Is the Cowboys' defense really that dominant, or is the New York Giants' offense just that flat-out repulsive, repugnant, and disgraceful, and what am I add, fraud, fraud, fraud? Well, that's what I looked at from the New York Giants. <laughs> because the New York Giants offense just did absolutely nothing. Now, they did have a couple of respectable plays, but overall, absolutely nothing. Nothing. And the fact in my article, which I wrote down for Third Down Thursdays, shout out to Third Down Thursdays. And speaking of Third Down Thursdays, I need to basically... uh. Well, there is one particular guy I need to credit that it would be my boy, M.J. Hurley. Because M.J. Hurley acknowledged last night that while the Cowboys scored 40 points, they only had one play. One play that was over 25 yards. So that being said, that while the defense did absolutely fantastic, there is some cause for concern as far as the offense goes, which I will get to. But shout out to MJ Hurley, shout out to Coach Bruce, shout out to my entire family at Third Down Thursdays. You all need to check out and subscribe to Third Down Thursdays because Third Down Thursdays is the best sports website in the world. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is a fact. So what are you waiting for? Subscribe now to Third Down Thursdays. Do it. Anyway, back to the regular uh, Cowboys uh, Talk Right Now programming. So as I was watching this game, honestly, you know, I should mention that in, in the very opening drive of the game, now the Cowboys did win the toss, but they chose to defer. So that meant that the Giants got the ball first. And incredibly enough, the Giants were driving down the field, and it seemed as though they would actually find the end zone because Saquon Barkley and Daniel Jones were actually doing what they were doing best last season, especially against Dallas. Daniel Jones actually got one or two, you know, pretty good runs. I mean, there was one particular play where Daniel Jones got the first down, but a Cowboys player uh, committed a, a foul of unnecessary roughness, so that was basically kind of the break that the Giants needed you know, on that particular drive, so, but I think they get closer, I, I'm not sure exactly what it was, then all of a sudden, you know, th things just go all of a sudden bad, I mean, on a third and seven, I think it was at the Dallas 13-yard line. An offensive mishap causes the ball to be fumbled, and then basically what went from 3rd and 7 turned out to be a 4th and 21, which meant the Giants had to settle for what would have been a 45-yard field goal. Well, if we thought that that particular play, what went from 3rd and 7 to 4th and 21 was bad, it only just got worse, and it only got worse to the Giants, because 
As the Giants attempted their field goal, it was blocked, and it was returned all the way to the house for a touchdown, which gave the Cowboys a 6-0 lead because the extra point was no good. Well, that was something, right? I mean, just how about that? How about that? The first touchdown of the season is on special teams off of a blocked field goal. Never anything I would have anticipated. Now, I should mention that in the preview, uh, in the preview of, of, of this uh, game, I refused to count out the New York Giants. Now, my buddy, the fiercely opinionated Mr. Josh McSwain, he actually confessed to me that he was actually picking the Giants to win this game. Now, by no means at all am I, should we give Josh any kind of uh, hell for that, because at the end of the day, Josh just simply made a judgment call. Josh is not, was not being a hater. But at the same time, I mean, the fact that I refused to count the Giants, he picked the Giants to win, I mean, we're both paying for it somehow, some way. And at the end of the day, the fact that we were both wrong, you know what? I'm happy. I'm sure he's happy too. So, ah, man. So I should mention, so check this out. Also, according to ESPN Stats and Info, the Cowboys are the third team in NFL history to record a special teams touchdown and a defensive touchdown in the first quarter of the game, joining the likes of the 1986 Chicago Bears along with the 1967 Chicago Bears. Because I should mention that after that block uh, field goal for a touchdown, the Giants gave the ball back, but Dallas only came up with a field goal. And then on that ensuing drive, on that particular play, see, I wasn't even sure at first if it was, if it was a fumble or an interception, but either way, the Cowboys just found the end zone on that particular defensive play. So Daniel Jones attempts to pass, and it seemed to have been caught, but as that Giants player was hit, I don't recall who it was, the ball came out. So I think it goes two, it goes two ways. I think it was ruled an interception because there might, not, there might not have been enough time for him to have full control of the ball. But the fact of the matter is, whether it's a, it was a fumble return for a touchdown or an interception return for a touchdown, I like it. That's what I want to see from the Cowboys' defense. That's what I want to see. So I think they ruled it officially as an interception return. I'm not entirely sure. Uh, for those of you watching on YouTube, uh, let me know in the comments if they changed it. Or if you guys follow me on Twitter or X, but you know we're always going to call it Twitter, just let me know. Uh, either way, it, it was a fantastic piece of defensive play from the Cowboys, so I'll take it. But And, and to explain to some people, to some of my uh, loyal listeners from, uh, from overseas that don't quite understand the concept of American football, and yeah, I do have to say it's American football, um, when, a, when a catch is not fully secured, like if it's supposedly caught, but he's hit and then it goes into the air, if a defender, if a defensive player catches the ball, that's ruled an interception because if he never had full control, the pass is ruled incomplete. Now, if he had full control, then that's considered a fumble. A fumble can go up in the air, then a player can recover from the air as well. So so either way, you know, either way, it, it was just another offensive miss, mishap from the New York Giants and the Cowboys took advantage of it. So, and I, I, I gotta tell you, the, the Giants never recovered, like, at all. Like, after the end of the first half, it was a 26-0 and I still said to myself, well, hey, I mean, it's, I mean, not that I thought that the Giants were going to come back from this, but, see, this is something that I've spoken to with, with the fiercely opinionated one, Mr. Josh McSwain, along with our buddy, uh, Mr. AJ, the New York pride of the state of Connecticut. Shout out to AJ, shout out to Josh. You know, I, I, I've told them time and time again, and they basically say it too, because we always have to remind the entire world that in a game of American football, basketball, 
hockey or, you know, football or soccer, as, some, some, as many like to call it here in the United States of America, but I prefer to call it football because it is football. Um, the game is not over until the final whistle is blown, until the, like in American football, when the clock hits zero and the referee blows the whistle, until then, it's not over. You always want to play the game to the best of your ability and take it seriously until it's over. So I feel, I figured, the Cowboys defense is going to have to continue doing what it's doing. And they did. Oh, they did. And I will never forget the second interception that Daniel Jones threw. I mean, that gave us a true lo lo logis logistical, excuse me, I can't even talk today. A logistical, reminiscent moment of the 2019 Daniel Jones when Daniel Jones just care carelessly threw that ball into literally a crowd of Cowboys defenders, which was ruled another interception. I believe it may have been Stephon Gilmore who intercepted the pass. I'm not entirely sure. So sometimes I'm like, sometimes I kind of figure, does it really matter who actually, you know, freaking intercepted the pass? But yes, it does matter. So, but either way, I mean, I, I think, you know, what's more important of who intercepted the pass, the fact of the matter is, what we saw is, we saw Daniel Jones just commit a careless mistake and that's and that's really embarrassing. I mean, I don't know if it's, I don't even know if it's more embarrassing for him or if it's more embarrassing for the Giants organization, considering Daniel Jones got his payday this offseason while Saquon Barkley did not. I mean, you look at the numbers from Daniel Jones: fifteen for twenty-eight, zero touchdowns, two interceptions. I mean, the Cowboys were shut out. Excuse me, the Giants were shut out. Hmm. Oh, man. So looking at as to who um, actually uh, had the interception, I'm trying to actually f figure out uh, right now. Well, it doesn't actually show, but anyway. Um, hmm. Oh, it's really interesting. It's not even showing at all. But uh, basically from what we saw, I mean, again, uh, from that particular uh, spot of just, just seeing how, how careless, you know, Daniel Jones got, I mean, it, it, it just really just, it, it really just goes to show, I mean, well, I don't know what, what he was thinking. I mean, you know, the fact is he... You can't really say he tried to throw it away because he literally he threw it right, right in the direction of heavy Cowboys traffic. So you really ask yourself, though, just what the heck was he was the guy thinking? Just what the heck was he thinking? I mean, but then I tell people, well, I don't think he was thinking, <laughs> quite frankly. I mean, and I know that I'm basically spending all this time you know, talking about this particular play because you, you, you just ask yourself, you know, just what the heck was that? So, ooh-wee, man. Okay, yeah, it was, yes, it was actually Stephon Gilmore, so, uh, looking at that, so the first one, yeah, that, that pick six was by, uh, Deron Bland, so yeah, I'm glad I got that part, so yeah, it was Stephon Gilmore, so, you know, and, and looking at, you know, all the quarterback sacks, you know, Dorrance Armstrong, I think, had two, and then, uh, Osa Odigizua also had two as well, and Micah Parsons, my boy Micah Parsons also, you know, managed to get one sack as well, and when Micah Parsons got that sack, you know, early on in the game, I mean, that's what we love to see, I mean, breaks free from the from the uh, blocking group of two offensive line to get to Daniel Jones. I mean, the Cowboys better have they better have they better have that contract ready for Micah Parsons because if there's anybody that deserves to be paid, it is Micah Parsons. And I got to say Trayvon Diggs actually had a great game as well. I think Trayvon Diggs, you know, forced a fumble as well and so like that. But still, I mean, you kind of ask yourself, you know, again, you know, is the Cowboys defense once again are they that dominant or is the Giants offense just that bad? And right now, we'll just have to wait and see because as amazing as the Cowboys were on defense, we need to see if they can do the same thing against the likes of the Los Angeles Rams, Philadelphia Eagles, 
you know, of course, let's see if they can do that next week against Aaron, uh, this week, I should say, rather, because today is Monday. If they can do this on Sunday against the New York Jets. So, and, and of course, let's see, can they do this, can they do this against the San Francisco 49ers? Can they do this against the Chargers? You know, against the Seahawks? Against the Bills? Huh. So, yeah. Really interesting uh, schedule indeed. So, now that I got the defensive uh, uh, things out of the way, a, a couple of facts, is, I should mention, is this. The 40-point win for Dallas is the second largest margin of victory in a season opener in team history. The only larger margin of victory took place in 1968 when the Dallas Cowboys destroyed the Detroit Lions with a final score of 59-13. to huh. And I should mention, the Cowboys got to Daniel Jones seven times. Seven sacks. That's the second most in a season opener in team history. The only time that they happened to do that was one time in the opener in the 1994 season when the Cowboys started off the season against the Pittsburgh Steelers and registered a total of nine sacks against Pittsburgh that day. So that's the second largest, the second most sacks they've had in a season opener since 1994. So, I should mention now, CeeDee Lamb, 77 yards catching today, but that allows him to pass Des Bryant for the most receiving yards by a Cowboys player in their first 50 career games. Now, and I should mention that Brandon Cook, now Brandon Cook did have, a, I think, a few catches, I think only had for about like anywhere between 20 and 25 yards, but I still think Brandon Cook can do, will do a great job, you know. Well, let's see how things go. Because again, I, I got, I'm about to get uh, to the offense now, right now. So, now we mentioned how I mentioned Trayvon Diggs did actually force a fumble. So, at first, at first, basically, it, it was at first it was ruled a fumble, and then like like that. But, but I think basically they immediately changed it. Not long after that, they they changed it to an to an interception. But again, whether it was a fumble return or a or a touch, or an interception return. I mean, either way, we'll take it. A defensive touchdown by the Cowboys, I'll take it. So, anyway, so that just about does it for the defense as well. Unless there's anything else I'm, I'm missing. So, now I should mention now getting to the offense. This is where probably this is where everybody's really gonna. This is what people dread me of saying because Dak, Dak Prescott now because the defense was so good and the running game was. Well, the running game was effective, but again, we didn't we didn't see the offense as much as we kind of thought we would, right? Because the defense just the defense just did its job so well. So this is where the cause for concerns really start. So as we know, Mike McCarthy is calling the offensive plays, and this season is truly a make or break season for Dak Prescott. But for Dak Prescott to finish 13 for 24. 143 yards and no touchdowns and no picks. Yeah, I mean, 13 for 24. Now, as far as the play calling, I think because the game was... The way the game went, I don't even know if we should have even noticed if the play calling was was questionable or not. Now, the fact that Prescott going 13 for 24, that that's that's already a little bit stress, stressful enough as it is. Now, Tony Pollard carried the ball 14 times for 70, yard, 70 yards and scored twice. So, of course, in this case, you know, for, De for Pollard to score twice tonight, that's his fourth career game with multiple rushing touchdowns. 
and Tony Pollard is the 10th player in team history to rush for multiple touchdowns in a season opener, and the first one to do it since Marion Barber did it in 2008 against the Cleveland Browns. So, oh man. So, you know, I love uh, talking about all these particular... Uh, all these particular facts as well in these talking points. You know, and as I mentioned, the Cowboys, the fifth team in NFL history to open their season with a shutout of 40 points on the road. So the last time, last time a team did that was in 1999 when the Pittsburgh Steelers had such a big win against the Cleveland Browns on the road. So like that. So now that I'm looking at basically the offensive stats, you know, Again, it's the uh, you, you, you see this is all the unanswered questions just start flooding in, and I'm having a hard time speaking about it. But I am justifiably concerned, considering that Prescott only you know 13 for 24. Now, again, you know the off the offense didn't see as much action action that we actually honestly thought they would. But you know, but seeing you know Tony Pollard actually have an exceptional debut as the official starter, you know. And, you know, seeing the receiving core and, and Brandon Cooks, uh, you know, two catches for 22 yards, I mean, not not, not too bad, but clearly we, we want to see more. But, but again, you know, I mean, the offense really didn't have to do as much as it, as it really had to because the defense did its job. But but when, when we talk about the particular scenario where it's the defense doing its job but the offense not doing very little very little to, you know, provide a breathing room, I mean, that was the case last season, especially in that, in that game on the road against the L.A. Rams. Of course, that home game against Washington when Carson when Carson Wentz just, you know, completely crapped the bed. So, but I know on a positive note, I mean, CeeDee Lamb, you know, four catches for 77 yards, you know, and Dak Prescott completing that beautiful pass to, to uh, CeeDee Lamb. So, I can't say that Dak Prescott was horrible, but again, you know, 13 for 24, it's just sometimes it's a little, it's a bit of a tough pill to swallow. Let me just, let me just put it at that, but, but the Cowboys, you know, it's got now. There was a couple of completions I think you know where, where a tight end was like wide open but didn't make the catch. I mean that's certainly not on Dak. I mean Dak actually threw the ball well, but the, the tight end failed to make the catch and all that particular play. So, so again, as you know, as I've said, as critical as I am of Dak, you know, I, I always say, well, it's not entirely his fault because it's not his fault if the wide receiver can't can't do his can't do their part. So, so we'll just have to see. We'll have to see how things go because you know again this week the Cowboys taking on the New York Jets, and as I'm talking right now. Tonight on Monday Night Football, the New York Jets are taking on the Buffalo Bills. So, you know the fact that Aaron Rodgers is now with uh, the New York Jets, and the, and the Cowboys open up as three-point favorites. And the Cowboys, I believe, are well lost eight times to Aaron Rodgers. Uh, you know, during that time in Green Bay. So, I mean, I think I think the record is anywhere. I think it's one and eight or one and nine in the last uh, many encounters with with Aaron Rodgers. So we'll have to see how things go, but. The fact that the Cowboys open up as the favorites against the New York Jets—I mean, that's really—that's really interesting, right there. I mean, cons considering all that hype surrounding the Jets this season, I mean, Aaron Rodgers no going there. I think Dalvin Cook. I mean, I mean, we'll have to see how things go uh, tonight. But uh, yeah, and especially considering the fact that the Cowboys have lost their last three games against the Jets, so we'll have to see. We'll have to see how things go, but. Uh, the Cowboys will be in for a test this particular this particular week on Sunday. So, if the Cowboys defense can do its job just as good against the Jets as they did it against the Giants, well, we'll, we'll, it'll be more clear if the Cowboys defense really is that dominant. But 
as a lot of people, as a lot of, would say already, the Cowboys have put the league on notice, but I don't think we should take things that far already. I mean, Stephen A. Smith has already said that the, that Dak Prescott will will be disappointing his defense quite a bit this season. So, and those are the words from Stephen A. Smith. So, but right now, honestly, Cowboys you know got the win. Defense did its job, so the defense must keep doing that at all costs. The offense needs to basically kind of pick up the pace a little bit because the Dallas Cowboys need to prove that they have a complete team. And in order to have a complete team, you need to have a team that excels on defense, special teams, and offense. And, of course, the coaching needs to do its job as well. So right now, I think the only particular particular uh, cause for concern surrounds the offense. But we'll have to see how, wait, wait and see how things go as the, as the season progresses. Because, you know, again, the defense was so good against the Giants that the Cowboys offense didn't see much action. And you kind of ask yourself, did they really need to do anything? But then again, while you have a dominant defense, the offense must also do its job. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in to this wonderful episode of Cowboys Talk. If you will please do me a favor, hit the subscribe button and please be sure to hit, hit the notification bell. That way, I know for sure that you're not going to be missing out on any exciting upcoming content. You can find this show, Cowboys Talk, on Spotify. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and YouTube. Once again, please hit the subscribe button and please be sure to hit the notification bell. And please, one more time, subscribe to Third Down Thursdays. Thank you very, very much, ladies and gentlemen. Have a good one and God bless.